0: For about the last 18 months, just down the street of 17th Street here, they've been building the foundation of the new hospital. It's been a flurry of activity, and yet there is very little to show for their efforts so far in terms of a building. They're still down in the dirt, still laying the foundation. And we all know, even those of us who have no knowledge of construction whatsoever, that the foundation is what a solid foundation, a good foundation, allows a good solid building to be built upon it. Without a solid foundation, no matter how beautiful the facade, no matter how much we spend on the furnishings, it will crumble, it will fall. This is a great lesson, an introduction to construction, if you don't know anything about that. But it's also a good reminder and a challenge to each of us about the importance of the fundamentals and the foundation in our own faith life. That again and again and again, we know from experience that success, whether it be earthly or spiritual, that anything that is good, anything that is beautiful and true comes from a foundation that is solid. If you want to be a great chemist, you have to know the basics. And you have to know them well and inside and out. One of my favorite instances of this is the famed basketball coach John Wooden. On the first day of practice with new players would always teach them how to put on their socks. Because he figured if they had blisters or if their shoes didn't fit correctly, they couldn't do the things that they needed. He started with the most fundamental and basic thing and then built upon that. And he was wildly successful. And this is what the prophet Jeremiah is getting at today. When our foundation, when we are planted deep near the waters of the Lord, with our roots running deep and stretching out to the living water that is God, no matter what comes our way, whether it be heat, whether it be drought, whether it be pestilence, we can survive and even thrive when our foundation is the Lord. But when our foundation is not the Lord, Jesus puts it in more stark terms. Woe to you. Because it's easy in our moral life to prioritize the things that put up the facade. It's easy to look after money, power, success, all of the comforts of life, but not to dig deep and to set ourselves in the ways of God. So when the difficulty, when the drought, when the pestilence comes, and it will, we wither and fade, because I put my trust in earthly glory. In one way, this is understandable, because how does Jesus say, what are the fundamentals, what are the the basic things that lead to God? Poverty, hunger, weeping, and being hated. On face and initial value, not one of those things is very attractive. We don't want to be poor. We don't want people to hate us. And yet the Lord is challenging us to follow after Him. It's a reminder that to put the things of the Lord first is to turn away from the things of the world. To go deep in the things that will build, a, will build an infrastructure, a foundation that will last forever. Because we are created not for this life, but for the life to come in heaven. We are created for eternal life. And wealth will pass away. Food will go bad. Feelings will disappear. And what other people think of us won't matter when we know the love of God. And so we are called to prepare ourselves. And in fact, we find our greatest happiness in striving after those things when we put the things of God first. St. Paul gives us a great way to make that a part of our everyday life, and that is this. He reminds us that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. And as a result of that, everything changes. If I have nothing in terms of earthly or material wealth, but I have the risen Savior in my life, I have everything. If I am starving and yet I have the bread of life and the Eucharist, I have everything. If my friends and family abandon me and scorn me but I know the goodness, beauty and truth that is Jesus Christ risen from the dead, I will have joy. Jesus Christ risen from the dead should impact every single aspect of my life. And oftentimes, and Jesus makes this very clear today, that I have to turn away from worldly things and invite the risen Savior into my life and challenge myself to put him at the center of all I do, all I say, all I strive after in this world. And he will show me the way. One of the earliest Christian documents is a document called the Didache, and it said, it's the very first thing, it starts, I put before you two paths, the path of life and the path of death. And I'd like to say I hate to be so blunt, but I love being that blunt because it's very exciting for me. I just love bringing the hammer, right? That is the reality we face. We are either striving to put the risen Savior into our life in each and every moment, stumbling Yes, along the way, but on the way, nevertheless, to sanctity, to salvation, to heaven, to happiness, or we are on the path to perdition. This is the stark reality of our world. And today, Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, places this in front of you. The path of life or the path of death? The path of blessedness or the path of woe? The path that is difficult, that leads to the cross, and but yet to glory? Or the path that is easy and convenient, that leads to darkness and loneliness? I lay before you two paths. Choose life. Choose wisely. Choose the path of the risen God.